comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. recording and this is out now with aaron and abe i am aaron and as always this is abe hello hello good evening out now is a film podcast with abe and i discussing new movies weekly however every now and then we like to have these special bonus episodes whether it's one of our fun commentaries or something completely different and it is finally one of our fun commentaries we say finally but i mean we've basically been scheduling this one for a few months just some scheduling conflicts have come into play yeah we've uh, we've we've if anything, we've given you too many commentaries. We only we, we don't have to do this, guys. So listen up. No, I'm kidding. We're, we love we, doing we, it. we love doing these commentaries. It's very fun, and it's, you know we we promise to give you guys one a month. We, you know it's been hard just because you know we like to get the best guests possible for certain movies, and you know that's what we're doing here. Um, so with that out of the way, uh, the movie we're talking about today, doing an audio commentary for, we're doing it for Taken, the original Taken from 2008, starring Liam Neeson, uh, from director Pierre Morel, and. Uh, that's the plan here. Um, if you want to find the connections, it's January. Taken 3 came out. Kind of syncs up. You know, go with that if you want to. But regardless, we're just going to have a fun time talking about the film Taken. Also, uh, it's the extended, unrated version. Good to point out, yes. It is the extended, unrated version of Taken. So if you don't have that and you plan on wa- listening to this while watching the movie, that is the version to get if you were going to do that. Um, and with that said, joining us to discuss Taken, we have my old barbecue buddies, Jordan Grout, Caitlin Grout, and Brandon Peters. Thanks for calling me today and saying, I will find you and I will record you. <laughs> well, I needed guests with a certain set of skills to help me out with this podcast. So that's uh, the plan. But how are you three doing today? Oh, I'm great. Great. So good. Good. All right. So um, I just want to get underway with this because we, we got a movie to watch, guys. So, yeah, we um, for those of you that are going to sync up the movie with our lovely voices and Abe talking with you about the film... Um, we are going, um, we have it current, we all have it currently paused at about 10 seconds in, um, to, for a visual reference, that's like where the 20th Century Fox logo is already kind of pulled in most of the way, and we have it all paused at 10 seconds, so I'm going to just count down from three, and on the sound of go, we all just press play, and we'll get going with this commentary. Sound good, guys? Sounds good. What, what, Jordan? So it's three, two, one, and then go, like, when you go, did I hit play? That's exactly what I meant. Yes, you are correct. If you haven't listened to other commentaries, Jordan S. is like every time. <laughs> he likes to be sure. So, I'm going to count it down, and I think we're all ready. So here okay, I think I got it. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Oh. I think I got it. Okay. I want to put a disclaimer out there. I have not seen Taken 3 yet. Neither have I. The uh, the week the weekend it opened uh, here where I live, um, Inherent Vice and Selma opened. So I think when you have the uh, <laughs> yeah the, those options available, you don't go see Taken Three. You did a service <laughs> to your country. <laughs> and then yeah, and with and with the um, with the rave reviews it's been getting. Um, I have. You're glad that you haven't seen. I, I haven't. Got, I'll I'll, I'll uh, probably be checking it out on home video. We're seeing a bunch of home video right now. I bet you that yes. this is like Liam Neeson's 
real home video. Kind of doubt that. Let me just give you guys a... Because uh, Xenia Onatop's on screen right there. Yes. I feel like they probably shot this. They're married. Um... Jordan, did you say you also didn't see? You haven't seen Taken? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to see it. So I'm the only person that's seen Taken Three. Yeah. Oh boy. Taken so one we, for the team, buddy. We can't even have like fun spoilers for people that haven't seen it, but some that have. So good. I, mean, I don't want to talk about Taken Three because I think it's a terrible, terrible thing. What happens at the end? Uh, just, whoever was taken is not taken anymore. Oh, okay, that's good. But no one's taken in Taken Three. You don't How know, do you we know that? It. You haven't seen it, Jordan. So. I've... Some spoilers and take for Taken Three. Someone briefly gets taken in Taken Three. Taken. Oh, okay. Yeah, Boris Whitaker. One more time, Taken. It's Boris Whitaker. No, it's not. Um, okay. I always found it weird that he's like this ex-CIA guy, but he drives a Nissan Sentra. There's a lot of weird things about mm-hmm. the first 20 minutes of this movie. So we like, get into what, all the. What did you think that he'd saved enough money to buy, like you know, a Lexus or something? I like. I mean, <laughs> let's just let's just go into the character of Brian Mills right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Liam Neeson plays like he's an ex. He's ex-CIA, correct? Now, so presumably he has money, but Abe's already rightfully pointed out that his car does not suggest so. Look how he's dressed. He is just like shaggy dad character. He's a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he doesn't even live with his child, who he seems to barely see. <laughs> and like that wrapping paper. That's why he doesn't know what to get her. That shows his precision, <laughs> yes. that he knows how to wrap a gift like that. But you look at just how he walks in. He's just And he walks into like some random pawn shop. He parks in front of a costume store. And then goes into a cot. Uh, and, and he asks about this device that my daughter's been, that I've been looking at. And you know, like the guy looks at him, he's like, "Oh, for the past couple of weeks, you've been looking at this device, sir." And it's like, "What device? It's like this like crappy karaoke machine." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, thinks daughter... she's, he thinks she's going to be so excited when she opens it up. Well, that gets us to the next thing, Kim, which Abe and I, and I believe you guys have been involved <laughs> in our conversations about the character of Kim Mills, who Maggie Grace, who, bless her heart, I think she's probably, what, like 25 or something in this movie? when she and, made In it. this movie? Okay, yeah. Well, well, she's she's like... Right now, she's probably like 32. Yeah, the, yeah, the actress is like 20s, like mid-20s. No, she's older than me, so... <laughs> but, the, but in this movie, I mean, when, they, when she filmed this, she has to be like mid-20s, right? Probably. But the uh, way, okay, even late twenties. Regardless, she's supposedly in okay, like yeah. high school. Like that's what we're supposed to be getting. Here. Seven. She's supposed to be seventeen. She's supposed to be seventeen. Her friend what? is nineteen. Watching her performance in this movie, Abe and I have been very thought. We we really think that she seems to be. I feel like she's a special needs child. I, I, that's, that, that's the impression I always get from her character, because it seems like. You'll see, like, the, yeah, here it is. You, Xander Berkeley, who's not, who's recast in, in Taken 3. In Taken 3. As, as played by Doug Ray Scott, because why not? Um, Mission Impossible 2 fame. Mission what, is it really? Fame. Yes, really. We'll, oh, get, we'll, we'll, get back, we'll get back to that. Don't worry about that right now. <laughs> but he just brought out a pony for his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and, if you and, don't know who Xander is, just he's the stepdad in, two, or in, in Terminator, Terminator 2. 2. He's in mm-hmm. Heat. He's in a lot of stuff. He's yeah. A, um, but... So he, so the, the father-in-law just brought out a pony for the daughter, and if anything, the I don't know. That's a pony. It's like a full-size horse. Regardless, I mean, it's essentially like getting a pony for your daughter. That's what yeah. it seems like, right? Now. It's a pony. And if you back up to Brian Mills, who bought his crappy karaoke device, maybe it's less that has to do with the fact that he's like poor or something, and more that has to do with the fact that he realizes that his special needs child doesn't need a very fancy entertainment system, and he can easily pawn this off and just get interesting. Do you know she can't read lyrics? It all adds up, I think. She in my can't mind. read lyrics. We'll get back to Kim later on when we see her in pigtails and short shorts running around like a little giddy girl that just had she's a gotta go yeah when she runs away that's like that. the best part yeah. 
You but, never let me have anything. But we'll get back to that. So back to Shaggy Dad Liam Neeson right here. <laughs> That's a nice book he just bought. Yep. He's making a scrapbook. He's scrapbooking. <laughs> so here's Liam. So I like how he you know, puts one picture per page. Yeah, I was going to say one picture. <laughs> oh, wait, it's each birthday gift. It's each Creative. birthday gift. But he's a, he's a crappy scrapbooker, though. I think that whole Just wait till she gets that as a gift. She's going to be super happy. Candles. Taken, <laughs> Taken for the epic final chapter. Good things come in fours. Ew. Or bears. Or bears? They're, yeah, we're bears. Like Yogi Bear. Good thing. Good and there's his buddies. There's, his, oh, there's the barbecue John buddies. John Grease. This is like John the best barbecue thing. Leland Orser. Exposition barbecue. Remember that one time back in, like, Grenada? We don't have to make up lines. I have the subtitles. So we can literally go into the lines right now. Yeah. We... Wait, is that Uncle Rico? <laughs> From the Bone Collector. It is, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it's Uncle Rico, the killer from the Bone Collector, and uh, some other guy. Which one's the killer? Of the, is that Leland Orser? I haven't seen the Bone Collector. The, the guy who's holding the beer in the middle. He's he's the, okay. he's the doctor. He in was the also the guy who um, at Leland the sex Orser. club was in, interrogated in Seven. In Seven, who had to do the thing to the prostitute yeah, with, with the, the other knife. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he was in Alien Resurrection. Yeah. 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 He's a, he's in a lot of things. He, I, you know, I just watched A History of Violence today, and a fun fact about that movie is that the two hitmen in that movie are named Leland and Orser. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Yeah. They get their, they, they have terrible deaths. Yes, they do. But yeah. everyone that dies in The History of Violence has a terrible death in that movie. <laughs> I mean, that guy's face is falling off because of the hot coffee and the, uh, to, and to the be glass. To be fair, everyone in pretty much any David Cronenberg movie that dies has yes. pretty much the most horrible death possible. <laughs> No one ever just dies of, like, a heart attack in a David Cronenberg movie. If you're going to die, your head's going to explode, something's going to fall off of you, something crazy is going to happen. So here he is, exposition. Where are the lines? Oh, we just ran over one. Uh, <laughs> but regardless, yes, this is this is one of my... This whole this whole first 20 minutes is amazing in the way it kind of delivers every, every, like, clunky piece of exposition possible, sets up all the characters in the most rudimentary way possible. And it's amazing that the action portion of this movie, you know, the next hour... Is so much more. It's so much better. It's so much more competently directed. Are they in Taken Three? Yes, of course. Well, <laughs> all, all of them? All of them? Yes, I'm telling. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So for so for whatever reason, Xander Berkeley was <laughs> yeah, not available really. for Taken Three, but <laughs> everyone else was. He, uh, he's the only one that had integrity, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that. Uh, even uh, maybe. Fa- even Johnson, who shows up for like a little bit. She's like knocked out in Taken Two, and is like the worst character there. And then in Taken Three, she, you know, spoilers, she dies. <laughs> she's That's in like, the trailer. Whoa! That's in the trailer. Whoa! That's in the trailer. That's yeah, in the trailer. But it's like, wow, she she really just loved this character. <laughs> well, uh, and unfortunately, to... Olivia Megatron was back. Uh, yeah, Hasbro's Olivia Megatron is back for Taken Three. <laughs> why uh, did Why did they bring him back for Taken Three and not try to go back for? He's, he's the protege. Pierre. He's the worst one because well, I think well, Pierre's doing. Uh, he has that Sean that Sean Penn movie coming out, The Gunman. Gunman. Yeah, that's Sean Penn looking buff well, in that movie. That, it's because he has Sean other, Penn's he, taken. He has other things. Yeah, Sean Penn's taken. <laughs> he has other things he wants to do. That's why. So yeah. we have Brian Mills doing like some easy work. Yeah, he's, uh, he's on a protecting a, yeah. Uh, yeah, protecting a, a pop star. Yeah, what's her name? Holly Va- Holly Valance. Which is like some Christina Aguilera knockoff. Is she in Taken Three? Definitely. No, she's <laughs> she not. Comes back too. Okay, good. The fun thing about Taken Three, this is a de facto Taken Three commentary now. The fun thing about Taken Three is that it pretends like the events of Taken and Taken Two have not happened. Like you could you could walk into that movie and not not have ever known that Kim was Taken in the previous movies. <laughs> it does not remember these things happened. There is almost. 
there's nearly no reference beyond the fact that Brian Mills has a lot of skills. That's the only basic reference to the previous movies in that film. You know, we could we could turn this commentary, we could turn it into uh, Jordan, Abe, and Brandon ask Aaron questions about Taken 3. That's I'm, happy, three. I'm happy to that field be pretty. Because this, this, <laughs> this is the swan song for me talking about Taken 3, guys. Because <laughs> it is terrible. <laughs> we didn't do a full review, but, you know, here it is. <laughs> All right, you guys excited to go and sing on the stage? Yeah! I'm just listening to her. <laughs> Let's talk about Liam Neeson a bit, because this is uh, okay. this is uh, Liam Neeson's. You know, this is it was a career change. It was a kicking his it career was, in the fourth yeah. year. And it's funny that you, we say that. I'm looking at his. I'm looking at his filmography, and it's. It's not like he hasn't done a lot of action movies before this. I guess, like the the difference, I guess, is that this is technically a bad action movie that just happened to like get more credence because it's Liam Neeson involved. Is that fair to say? I mean, yeah. The, the, I was like, why did people like flock to this when like Statham had been doing these movies for like ten years? I, I mean, because people don't know Statham. Like as much I as guess, we like yeah. to say Statham's great, it's like, what is he known for? I mean. In terms of the transporter, but in terms of like yeah, like mainstream audience appeal, it's like right. yeah, that guy in those quirky Guy Ritchie movies and those action movies that only some of us saw because they only made like thirty million dollars in the theater, which yeah. I mean, <laughs> so it's like yeah, in terms of like the geek action crowd and like people that recognize like hey, there's that handsome guy I've seen occasionally, like <laughs> the same with like Clive Owen for example. I mean, what do we really know him from? Liam Neeson, yeah. he's Oscar Schindler, like he, and he's Qui Gon Jinn, like he's these I movies mean, that yeah. are made a lot. He of became Roy. Oscar Schindler yeah. because he loved making lists. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that, he's Ra's Al Ghul. Like people know Liam Neeson. I mean, yeah, he, well, at this point, like he was, he was building back up. Like he was in, like he was Rachel Ghul. He was uh, Kingdom in of Kingdom of Heaven. Of Heaven. And he and was, like, King of mentor Heaven. roles. Yeah, he's playing these. Me- yeah, that's what I was about to say. He's playing these mentor roles for the past, like probably like ten years, ever since like Phantom Menace, if not before that. Yeah, like, Love 10. Actually was a big movie too. Yeah, but um, I mean, not, the, that, not that that crowd would be going to this, but he was. He snaps way less necks in Love Actually. That's true. Yeah, only like three, I think. And so the, plus the trailer <laughs> with his phone call probably sold it to just like people needing something, and at the time too. I, I don't think The Rock and Vin Diesel were really doing action movies they weren't, at no. this point. They were they were taking it. They started to become. It was like, oh, it's the next Stallone and Schwarzenegger, and then they both like backed off yeah. from the action genre, and it was like just a hole open. It was Statham, but nobody, like you said, nobody, nobody was doing those movies, movies. and half of his anyway. go straight to video too. Yeah, right. Um, so there was nothing, and nobody was seeing. Nobody was buying into John Cena. Um. <laughs> It was all these like placeholders that just weren't doing yeah. it for anybody. And yeah, and then here comes a well-known actor kicking butt. And he's actually was he in this movie? Was he older than Roger Moore in his last outing as Bond? Or I wouldn't be surprised close. if that's true. Because yeah, which is weird because he got you know, Moore got groaned away for being so old. But then we cheer on Liam Neeson to keep going. Well, I mean, the funny thing it's, it's, uh, the funny thing about that is, I mean, you mentioned the marketing. If you mentioned the trailer. It's not, I mean, this movie has action in it, and it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. good, this movie especially, not the second two, just because of the way it's shot and edited and what have you, but this movie, yeah. it has action and it's good, it looks great for what it is, but there's not a ton of action in this, in this, in Taken. Like, we'll watch this movie, we'll see, but there's only, there's only like a couple big action sequences in this movie. 
It's kind of yeah, like a, a, a chase thriller, like picking up a clue, little clues here and there sure. and moving on. It, and, I'm, and I'm saying that because it's more of the determination in the Neeson that sells it rather than like what the action is. Like the most compelling scenes in this film, I think, are that phone call, which is why it's marketed as such and why it you know paid off. And the, probably that interrogation scene where he tortures the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the fisticuffs, it's like, yeah, Liam Neeson's doing that stuff. But, I mean, I don't think that's what people necessarily remember beyond just saying, that's the movie where Liam Neeson kicks Hold ass. on, Maggie Grish just started running, and Here you can go. see that yeah. she's yeah. like... She has the band in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> she runs like an anime character with she, the arms at her side. Like she ran was, like she was curtsying and trying to run. <laughs> they were like, I bet you the director was like, okay, just run like you're... Got to get her ice cream. The <laughs> she, she's dressed like uh, she's dressed like in Gone Girl when Emily Ratajkowski's character like is like trying to like <laughs> be like all church like and, and nice yes. and normal. She's dressed like that right now. <laughs> That's my reference for that right there. No Gone Girl <laughs> reference with, Emily, with, with supermodel Emily Ratajkowski. <laughs> I, I think too with this movie when when you're watching it the first time, it feels like you know each twist and turn is gonna like uncover some dirtier sort of corruption or something like that leading to his daughter like how dark is this gonna go like each time yeah that's part of it i mean you you get this kind of and yeah there's a we can tackle that too when we get there the kind of inherent xenophobia that seems to be coming with this movie in terms of like don't go to europe guys because this yeah Um, i mean yeah it's it is it is neeson's confidence that's his confidence that sells this movie which is you know that's impressive and i that comes from you know being an actor that has the kind of presence that Liam Neeson has mm-hmm. where he, and he, I mean as we've said he's you know he's Oscar Schindler he's he's Rob Roy which I think is a terrific action movie that's painfully underrated mm-hmm. um you have Les Rob, you have Michael Collins you have you have you know these other even, even like even these kind of more recent roles like Kinsey and these kind of roles where he's established himself as a very credible source of acting and I think people you look at that when you see that trailer and if anyone else, if you know, J- if Jason Statham was starring in that role, that might get some people like more interested because of the kind of command that that voiceover has of reading that phone call narration. Yeah, yeah Statham could do that phone call, yeah, easily. <laughs> but, I, but 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 I don't I don't know if that's something that puts everybody in seats. That puts but when, action when fans Statham's in seats. saying it, when mm-hmm. Statham's doing that phone call, you feel like you've seen Statham make that phone call. Yeah. Before, mm-hmm. so it's not like. But when you see Neeson doing it, it's like, oh whoa. Liam Neeson's pissed. Yeah, angry father. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, thank you. You see angry yeah. father. You see a father who's lost his daughter, and you understand that he has a sort of presence where when he says something, he means it. And so him saying things that you basically haven't heard him say before. <laughs> yeah. And and they set it up pretty early on. Like he's a he's a pretty he's got some skills that are pretty cool to watch because he stops that attacker from the pop star and oh, yeah. like I mean, oh well you know it looks like he's got some skills here as as basic as this stuff is in the setup here yeah seeing you, you do get you get a very clear cut example of who this man is which is fine i mean i don't i don't love the i don't love this movie because of this first 20 minute setup which is so clunky to me but at the same time it does an efficient job of telling you everything you need to know about who this person is without showing you the you know the goods Liam Neeson does look younger, by the way, even though you know, 2008 yeah. versus now. He does look significantly younger. Yeah, he does. He looks, uh, he looks less weathered by the various... He, he looks less weathered by the action movies he's done since this movie. <laughs> yes. Because you look yeah, at we, him... We get look... one this time of year every every year now, it seems. Yeah, I mean... Around yeah. this, like, between January and March, there's at least some... Because what, after this was, what, The Grey? The yeah, next year? I'll read, here, I'll read the... I have it right in front of me. So there we have Taken. Then uh, we had Clash of the Titans... Eighteen. Okay. Eight. Uh, the Gray, Wrath of the Titans, Battleship, 
Taken 2. Uh, non-stop. Non-stop! Walk- I like non-stop. I like that. It's fun. I thought it was fun. It's fun. Yes. Walk. I mean, Million Ways to Die in the West, he's a, he's basically action role in that movie, just, you know, yeah. in a comedic role, a comedic movie. Walk Among the Tombstones, Taken 3. I mean... What about Unknown? Un- oh, I forgot Unknown. Yeah, it's yeah, Unknown, unknown yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, from, it's terrible, but, you know. Yeah. That's <laughs> it, kind of fun. Something I, where like his wife isn't really his wife or something. Yeah, he loses. He, like, he wakes up. He wakes right. up and, and well, everyone pretends to not know who he is. Yeah. Or or do they know who he is? I don't know. Bum bum bum. He's basically taken. Does Hitchcock? That's like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then they teamed up because that's the same director as as a uh, as nonstop. And then the next movie they have, Run All Night. That's another movie from the same director. Um, what's his name? Yom Sarah. So they get along apparently. <laughs> he likes yeah. them. That's coming out soon. That comes out this April. Oh. I think it was even moved up. I think it was supposed to be, like, in... Actually, it might not even be April anymore. I think it's even sooner than that. I think it's, like, March. Yeah, I thought it was March. Yeah, I think it got, it got moved from that April date to March because something else moved, right? No, I don't know. Something else. I'll find it out, but, yeah. So now Liam Neeson's taking his, uh, his daughter to the airport here because he's like, all right, if you're going to go, I'll drop you off so I can make sure that you... Go on the airplane. Well, isn't isn't her mom, the mom and stepdad, like behind them? Oh, are they following? Are they? Are they... Yeah, they are because they're going to see yeah. him again because he's going to find out that they're actually going to like a U two concert and not where she says she's going. And then that's Fom- right. And then Fomke Johnson's like there right away. He's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> I like that his stipulations were only if I get to drive you to the airport. Traffic <laughs> is never that empty on the way to LAX. Yeah. I would just. Caitlin, can you do your Liam Neeson impression that we all know and love? <laughs> oh my. Uh, here are your bags. <laughs> in the heart of the sea, in the heart of the sea, the Ron Howard but that moved from March, and that's where Run All Night moved in. Ah, okay. I I love that Famke Jensen's name is Lenore. Because I feel like they only made it that way because Liam Neeson gets to say Lenore because it sounds really intense. Lenore, Jan, <laughs> Jane, Marissa. where's your daughter, Jane? Melissa. Phyllis, Phyllis. <laughs> I feel like Lenore is like the perfect like Liam Neeson using his because he gets to hold on to that or exactly. or at the end and and make it slightly slightly American accent slightly maybe and you can call her Lenny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lenny. Like in the third trailer, Lenny. Give me the bunny. I always think of the Lego movie whenever he whenever he says Lenny. Lenny. I think I think of the Lego movie most times I see Liam Neeson nowadays because I, <laughs> I, I, I want to imagine both him doing two takes where he does one is good cop and one is bad cop. <laughs> that's actually uh that's actually in the DVD uh, extras. Bonus, yeah. 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 They do that. They they have that version in uh, Schindler's List now. He does both two. Oh, he does both good cop and bad cop. Oh. I could have saved more. I could have saved more. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Yeah. Liam Neeson yeah. also appeared in the Nut Job too. Oh well, yeah, he had a busy 2014. <laughs> he really did. Nut Job, Lego Movie, Nonstop, Million Ways to Die in the West, The Walk Among the Tombstones, The Prophet, whatever. Where's that? Um, that uh, what's his name? Paul Haggis movie. He did that too. That third person that came out. Oh, third, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to watch that movie. It's third person. <laughs> <laughs> This guy over here with the jokes, uh, the jokes yeah. over here. And then he start. I mean, they, the second week of 2015, he had a movie. He had Taken Three. Yep. 
So he's literally been nonstop as an actor the past yeah. years. <laughs> I like now. It's not just that she gets kidnapped; it's that she immediately gets kidnapped. <laughs> like it's like right away, <laughs> this, this guy's already sunk his teeth into the yeah. situation. Basically, just never trust a French guy trying to give you a <laughs> discount on cab fare. Well, how old is Katie Cassidy? You're like 34. When she did this movie. Is that her buddy? Yeah. What, 34? Uh, she, wow. Well, she's... Tw- no, she's... Well, she's... She's my oh. age. She's 28 now. Oh, she, oh she's 28 now? Yeah, so she's, so she was, she she's more okay. of age. So. There you go. She's she's a, like and she's playing the older one. She's playing the older one. <laughs> <laughs> this really... I mean, that's the case, and you can tell Maggie Grace is not the age she says she is. It really seems to solidify my case that she's playing a special needs child. Uh, what was Maggie Grace... What had she done before Lost. This? Lost. Lost. Oh, she she was known for Lost. She's known for Lost, yes. Yep. Okay, and then not one of the she, more liked characters either. <laughs> but, yeah, and I then should. she did that. Um, the Fog. Her and Tom Welling did the Fog. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Tom Welling, Superman. Tom yeah, Welling. They did the they did the Fog remake, and she's also like this was after Taken, but she's on she was on Californication for a season as well. And she yeah. did the the uh, the Jane Austen book club. Who could forget that? Which I, 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 I saw on a flight. She's in won't back won't back down. That's a movie. Oh. But never uh, back down or no won't not no not never back down with Cam Gigante. My, yeah, my, Cam... my favorite name to say ever. And uh, I forget the other. <laughs> ah, I forget his name. Who's the other guy? Who cares? I, I got to say Cam Gigante. Cam Gigante, but the other guy's got a really Dejimon Hansu. No, Jaimon. Jaimon Hansu. And she's in Space Jail, of course, which was after Taken. But she is in Space Jail. Oh, that's much, right. Yeah, that's like much, one of her best movies. She's much better in Space Jail than she is in this movie. As the president's yes. daughter. Yes. Who needs to say the real name of that movie? I don't. That's for sure. It's Space Jail. I, I never write. Yeah. She's a night and day, apparently. So now this French guy is just like, hey, why don't you guys come by to this party? Right, once again, immediately after being picked up by this guy, and immediately after he departs them, he's like, by the way, got two girls. Kidnap them now. No time to wait. <laughs> yeah. Two girls around 18. Guess what? One's 17, one's 19. Perfect. <laughs> Found the but they, they both average, 32. They average out to 18. It all adds <laughs> up in the end. <laughs> one's mentally handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> One may be a bit slow. <laughs> I wonder what his backstory is, why he's got to do this. Because it doesn't seem as though he, he wants to do it. It's just more like, all right, we're going to like kill your family if you don't do this for us. <laughs> Here they are talking about girl stuff. No, this is the worst, really. <laughs> like, being a girl watching this, I'm like, oh, God. Don't you want to do it before you get to college? Don't you want to get on that guy we just met? Is it's it... like, oh, that's what we are viewed as. <laughs> so Taken yeah. does not pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> no. So that guy. <laughs> In, like, the first five seconds. You don't know what they do over there. They get <laughs> immediately. And no one does this. I mean, this is like Airbnb before Airbnb. They just, like, got there, and they're just playing loud music. They haven't yeah. even unpacked their bags. They have, they have an entire flat. How Who rich are these people? Bags? There's, there's, ba- there's, there's music. I like how Liam... Wait, that's Liam Neeson, right? Yeah. The one dancing? <laughs> 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 that girl's Liam Neeson, right? <laughs> How does he have like a shitty apartment? <laughs> that's, what that's what we're saying. Yeah, that's His what single, single strange dads do. They live I in. I know he's so, from s- he's so sad in this movie. He's yeah, like seeing the that... world, and they're yeah. like, "Screw you!" <laughs> he's just all, all his money's going to child support for the rich. Maybe that. Maybe that is it. Maybe that is it. I didn't think about that. There's her. Um, 
her rhinestone and very blingy uh, jacket Thank that she probably you. made herself. I was going to say, where's my bedazzler at? <laughs> like modern Punky Brewster right there. <laughs> I feel like it says just married on the back, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, what words are those, you know? Just married, just kidding. <laughs> it just so happens she'd be talking to her dad when the taking happens, right? Yeah. The takening, yes. The taking. New show on FX. Mm-hmm. The taking. <laughs> Hey, Dad, by the way, I had to go to the other side of the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) What if there was a TV series, a weekly show where the daughter gets taken every week? (laughs) That'd be... I I think that show would be off the... And it's just like, you know... know. (laughs) She's just dancing furiously alone. With herself. Oh, oh. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. She's dancing with herself. Oh, oh. Dancing by myself. Hey, Amanda, still oh, going to oh. sleep with Peter? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Facebook status update is not going to be a good one. Oh, this is great. God, they make her dress like a 12-year-old. Like, no 17-year-old. I know. It's like, oh, gosh. 17-year-old from 2008. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. That's, what, that's what it looked like back then. <laughs> Back then, wasn't even that long ago. I don't know if our listeners are familiar or grew up around 2008, but <laughs> but this is it. But it was a different time. They had things called Walkman. Yeah, I'm glad that Liam Neeson. Had I had three karaoke machines. That handy, that handy phone recording kit was just like right in the like the bookshelf. I mean, he still got his stuff though. Where he needs it. Yeah, it's ready to go. He's expecting things like this to happen. You know, um, in Taken 3, is there a big reveal that Liam Neeson orchestrated the first taking just to teach his daughter a lesson? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's revealed That's to be a That's why he's prepared. <laughs> so now we're getting to the, uh, the trailer the, the plot you just described is more interesting than any of the uh, Taken movies. <laughs> I want to remain completely anonymous. Yeah, we're at, yeah we're about to get to the pivotal phone call scene, so we'll, we'll let that play when it does. But I do like that Liam Neeson apparently just gave up on his daughter right away because he's like, just get under the bed because you're gonna get taken regardless. Yeah, I. You <laughs> didn't even try to tell her to try to escape or go out a window. He's just like, get under the bed, like, get into the most cliched hiding spot of all time and just be ta- yeah. get, get taken. I always hate that in horror movies when they go under the bed. It's like that guy's gonna be there. Michael Myers is just waiting. Under the bed's scary too. So you have nowhere to go. <laughs> Is there a horror movie called Under the Bed? Because there should. We're gonna write don't one. Don't go under the bed. Is that one? I don't know. It feels like There's Under the Bed. bed should the be bed that eats people. Yeah, that de- deathbed. <laughs> yes. I feel like Liam Neeson secretly high fiving himself because he knew this is gonna happen. <laughs> He's just like, yep. Well, I'd like to think that during the filming of Taken Two and Three, every like intimidating Liam Neeson scene involved him high fiving Olivia Mega Hasbro's Olivia Megatron and saying, "Fucking nailed it." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. oh, maybe she should have dropped her phone like oh, but right away. Was that was that homage to the movie Wreck? Is that how they did that one right there? No. Let's see, 2008. When did Wreck oh. come out? Like 2006 or 2007? Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierre Morel. I don't know. He might have been studying every Luc Besson film to, in preparation for this one. <laughs> so basically, this is where all parents tell their children, just name everything you can if you get taken somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, just describe everything. I'm glad that she was able to say that he's six feet, though, because sometimes heights can be a little bit difficult to to judge. You know, she's just, I mean, for being a special needs child, I think she did a good job. 
<laughs> are we going to get candy? <laughs> this is yep. a good... We don't need to go that far. We, <laughs> we don't need to do that. <laughs> We're... <laughs> This is not the podcast where we get hate mail because of making fun of special. That's not what we're doing. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm insinuating that I believe that the character, it seems more suitable for that kind of performance. That's what I'm seeing on screen. That's... <laughs> I apologize if there's any offense taken, as it's all we, purely we in Josh. Yeah. Purely in Josh. Everything's Melhouse, dude. Now, all that out of the way, back to Neeson. Good phone call scene. Try to think of Very like, good. Are there, can you think of other more impressive phone call scenes such as that, or like a, intense monologues delivered on a phone call? I can think of maybe like phone booth. Like that's the one I can think of offhand. Well, I mean that's entirely on the phone though. What about the um, the cellular? Don't look upstairs or the uh, the oh, what? Strange, uh, stranger. What's it? When a stranger when calls. When a stranger calls. Yeah. Yeah. The original, obviously. There's scream. Scream. There you go. Scream. Um, it's maybe not maybe not intense, but I think I like the. Um, well, I'm not uh, really big on the movie. Um, the phone calls with uh, Al Pacino and Robin Williams in Insomnia are pretty good too. That's good. Yeah, that's a good example. I like that. Did we get to um, Neeson saying this isn't a dick measuring contest? That's, no. That, that's oh, coming. actually, he may have. I think it's he coming. May. Here yeah. it is. Get me it. Is it coming up here? I, I yeah. might have talked right over it. Because this is gonna get me more to Xander Berkeley and why how he's not in Taken Three and why that is. Apparently, Maggie Grace plays guitar. Yeah, she plays guitar in a in a Californication. Shows mm-hmm. off some guitar skills, as well as her behind. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> day. It does. Maybe I got your money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a nice song, guys. <laughs> we people what they want. That's actually what Liam Neeson is singing right now to his buddy on the phone. He's just singing <laughs> ODB. And his buddies just wait for people to get taken. <laughs> I mean, like, his buddies just literally waiting at his computer, a computer, right? Dude, yeah. come on, just let her go over there. Just well, let it, her go. I mean, it, it take, we need there. another job, Brian. In Taken 3, they have, like, a Taken bunker at that point. Like, there's literally, like, a place they all go and meet up in to deal with these kind of scenarios. So they're like the A-team. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Their plans do come together, too, so it all pretty much works out. Caution, it's Kim's room. I think we did talk over it, yeah. The, it's This isn't a dick-measuring contest. Uh, dick-measuring <laughs> Which is... Stuart. And, so, Brandon, to get back to you, one of your questions you asked, if Taken... If the third Taken is... and We reveal that Liam Neeson's organized the whole thing. I was really hoping that Taken 3 would actually somehow bring some kind of... Some kind of trilogy to a close... The movie's not nearly that smart, though, so it doesn't do that at all. But it does incorporate Stuart very significantly into the proceedings. Um, and apparently they needed someone of the kind of the skill set of DeGray Scott over Xander Berkeley to portray the levels of deception that Stuart is capable of. The oh, levels of deception? This sounds like a terrible Whoa. movie. It's so jarring, too. It's like, why is, why is not Wolverine here? Yeah. As I called to Grace God on a constant basis. Olivia is big a big fan of uh, you know the best Mission Impossible movie, Mission Impossible Two. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> it's like gotta yeah, have that. We had Rade Serbadaya and it's taken two, so yeah, he's just he's, yeah. he's he's getting all the cast members from Mission Impossible. So I guess Brendan Gleeson will be in Taken Four when he directs that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Maybe T- and Tandy Newton will replace Lenny. He'll be he'll be Liam Neeson's new squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> and like Anthony Hopkins will be the best. This sounds like an amazing movie. By the way, reunite the cast of Mission Impossible Two for Taken Four. I totally forgot that Anthony Hopkins was in Mission Impossible Two as yeah, the. Uh, well, Abe, it's not Mission Impossible. It's Mission Impossible. It's. Yeah, sorry. Well, yeah. even he does because he's uncredited in that movie. Or is he? I forget if he is. I feel like if they just yeah, play he him, is. he's uncredited, right? Yeah. But he did because he's in all. But he's in all the trailers. Like everyone knew <laughs> Anthony Hopkins was in the movie, but they're like, yeah, we, you know, we don't need to credit you. That's ridiculous. Because they wanted him to say the word chimera. They're like, oh, Hopkins is up. <laughs> well, they had like they they had him, Bren, Brendan Gleeson as American, and Rade Servadaya all say, and, and a DeGray Scott in a Scottish brogue all say chimera because I feel like they just wanted yes. every accent to have that word said. <laughs> exactly. John Woo said it too, but you just didn't really hear it. <laughs> Neeson's already in the apartment that she was kidnapped he's, by. I know. Right? That's he's how taking that. a private jet over to what did he do, Paris. Right? What did he do? He took a par- private he's, jet. He's taken a private jet? Yeah. He's, yeah. He flew a private jet. Oh. But I'm saying that because it shows the efficiency of this movie. Like, he's already there. Like, he's already, he's already, yeah. he's already chasing leads. Yeah, this movie's kind of, I mean, once it gets, you know, past Act 1, it's no BS. Yeah, it's it's very lean. I mean, it's a 90-minute movie, and that's with credit, so it's like an 85-minute movie, at most. Here's the flashbacks of things we've already seen. Here he goes, he's just pissing it all together. This was the in, in case somebody uh, went to get popcorn 10 minutes ago, or 5 <laughs> minutes ago. This is his Taken uniform, by the way. This is his, this is his, his his superhero duds when he's in Brian Mills Taken mode. Big overcoat that he's probably like doesn't re- help you in running. It's like retired Neo. <laughs> <laughs> retired Neo. He's the second one. <laughs> he loves that tape. He should play that tape at every birthday that she has. <laughs> I feel like he'll just tape the Walkman to the scrapbook. He'll just play it. He calls in the middle of the night and just plays it. <laughs> I like how he's under the bed to really feel the room. She was definitely here. Smell her. Black shoes and black pants. Yep. He's a method CIA <laughs> profiler. These are serious guys. These be these guys be businesses. <laughs> they have uniforms. They dress alike. He drags himself out. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he does all the across, facial he goes across the hall he goes, excuse me yeah. sir I'm gonna lay under the bed I need you to just pull I'm pretty no, sure harder harder I'm pretty <laughs> sure by the way all that all that bed moving activity I think that's more like 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 physical work he does than in Taken 3 given the, that movie's so like choppily edited to make it seem like Neeson gives a crap in that movie it's ridiculous there's scenes like, where he's supposed to be like he's in like a high he's in like a foot chase with police and he's running around, but it's so it's edited, so it looks like it looks like on the day he was just like lightly jogging, but the way it's edited, it's like Tony Scott's Man on Fire, where it's like yeah, edit jumping, running around, chip jumping over rooftops. <laughs> so he did his own stunts. Got it. Yeah, he did his own stunts, and just the editing to the rest. <laughs> he also he he seems to blow up like four times in that movie, but like they keep giving like quick cutaways to how he survived in it. I cannot emphasize how terrible Taken 3 is. So here he's going through the you're phone saying, pictures. You're saying 2 is better? 2, yes. By a, wow. It, it makes Taken 2 like look like Taken. Jeez. Taken 2... Boy, there's a commentary right there, Taken 2. That's, I mean, that movie's not good. It's it's a very dumb movie. Jordan, you and I talked about that, I believe, on the yep. podcast. Um, 
but it at least it at least tries something. Like the idea of having the the families of the henchmen that were killed in this movie have to want to get revenge on Neeson. That's an interesting idea for a story. It wasn't executed well at all, but at least they seem well, to mean, try yeah, something. Yeah, this movie leaves it open for that. So, it did. Yeah. It does. And, like, even as silly as the grenade scene is, I haven't seen that in a movie oh, before. Oh, I love that grenade scene. I, I haven't seen that That's, in a movie yeah. before. So, I mean, but... That was the highlight of the movie. It, <laughs> it, it kind of is. I mean, it's, yeah. it's stupid, it's ridiculous, it's the highlight, but it's kind of... It's, it's, it's innovative in its own way. That Taken Three does not have any of that because the action's so horrible and so cliched, and it's basically like the fugitive on steroids. That's like the plot of the movie. Oh, hold on, yeah, Liam Neeson's gonna kick this guy's ass. Yep. Oh. This is something I like about the bluntness of this movie. He but automatically what's... gets the guy that was, that got the kidnapping underway. <laughs> but what's what's funny is that the, he took like, he took a look at the pictures. But what if the guy wasn't wearing the same coat? <laughs> like, oh wait, he's wearing a dark coat to this time. I, I don't know who it is. This this kidnapper's strategy is like very, <laughs> it's very similar to every strategy he ever takes. I guess wears the same clothes, charms. And then Liam Neeson becomes a total badass right now. He's just like taking oh, yeah, fools out. That guy's a fast runner. But I mean, like to your point, Aaron, earlier, yeah. that sequence was probably like thirty seconds. It's it wasn't like a super long action sequence. Yeah. Like it's quick and efficient. Like much like like Bourne, for example. Like Bourne's fights aren't really long either. They're fights to get them over. Like they're not about showing how great and choreographed they are, which they are. But they end when they need to end, not when they're overextended to a certain point. And yeah, that guy is a fast runner. Neeson just punched him in the kidneys like eighteen times. And he's still <laughs> spraying up this. The next one goes into your ribs. Yeah. <laughs> he's holding it. He's got his hand on it. So. Oh yeah, he's, he's yeah, acknowledging yeah, he's the, hurt. The, the 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 best boy on this film, or the graph, the gaffer, or whatever. The really, the script supervisor really held the continuity for this. What I also like about this, we'll get to it right now, as this guy jumps on the freeway and he's like, "Oh, it looks like I escaped you, Liam Neeson." Um. Liam's like, damn it. What I like about that is Why it sets you up fired. to think that like Liam Neeson will go to a point when he fights you, like he'll like but he just wants to get information out of you, and you think he won't go that far because he just wants to get his daughter back. And then the movie quickly reverses that and says, No, Liam Neeson's gonna fuck you up <laughs> and, he, and he's gonna not take any prisoners. I mean I mean there's French the, Kevin Spacey. They'll talk about it later. The cop will talk about it later <laughs> where he's just like, dude, you like messed up all like half of Paris. He's like, I don't care. My daughter was missing, I had to do it. <laughs> But it's like at first you think, okay, the movie's not going to show him actually killing anybody. They're just going to show him like being like pretty, pretty hardcore, but not too far. And then you realize that's not the, the case at all. He's actually going to kill anybody that gets in his way. Yeah, I mean, like one of the best kills comes later when he's talking to like the American dude. Yeah, it's like it, it no, it was personal. He <laughs> just unloads on that guy. So here's French Kevin Spacey now, Francois. Yes, exactly. <laughs> How do we not know that it's not really Kevin Spacey with a French accent? Well, we're wait, I'm waiting for him to look into the camera. He was in uh, he's, he's Star waiting. of French Beauty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the usual French specs. Um, yes. That wasn't that good. Um, he but, was Kaiser Souza. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm waiting for French Kevin Spacey to look into the camera and say, what Liam Neeson doesn't know is that I know exactly where his daughter is, but I'm not going to tell him that just yet. Then he turns back and faces Casey. <laughs> That's in a House of Baguettes. That's what I was quoting. <laughs> also, Brandon, what you don't know is that although Neil Liam Neeson and Frank yes. Kevin Spacey are meant to there have feelings go. for each other, they show very few signs of affection. We fit it in. It fit in there. <laughs> they once worked together, but 
there's been a rift. He really, I, I'm looking at this, he really does look like French Kevin Spacey. <laughs> like, there's no he was line. in uh, K-Pax. <laughs> K-Pax. He gives him a, a bladed strap on. He's like, give this to your friend. <laughs> oh my god. Deep sounded bet. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a, he, that guy he runs into the guy he's like oh not again <laughs> French Kevin Spacey's even worse he was in he was in Super Monsieur Returns <laughs> oh he was trying to terraform then too yes yeah ooh a little riding head and now we have more character backstory for this French cap for whatever reason Oh, to show that he has a family and everything, right? Yeah. Does he feel bad for him or something? He couldn't possibly hurt a family man. Why not, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the majority of the movie, guys. This is like, it's just him, like, picking up clues, making phone calls, and hatching schemes. Like, he's going to pick up, like, a remember... hooker here and get some information. Like... Do you remember uh, French Kevin Spacey in Paris Confidential? <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty good in there. Yeah, as detective like uh, Jack, uh, I don't know what the French word for white is. Well, uh, white was, Bud White was Russell Crowe's character. Oh. <laughs> Jacques, Jacques something, yeah. Christmas Day fight, or in their in their case, it was like Bastille Day fight. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he talking to right now? This guy is not. It's, it's his translator person. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because he he's gonna he needs to speak Albanian. Ah, uh, okay, right, 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 okay. The intricacies of that plotting, by the way, he had to hire a translator. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go find one. He had to, yeah, he had to go to like he had to go to French, uh, uh, what's it called, French Craigslist. <laughs> um, find a translator, hire in the same day, and, who does night jobs apparently. So he probably more this. like Francois List or something. Thank you. Yeah, at, yeah right. At night, like within the next three hours. <laughs> <laughs> What's that movie where Sir Silverman gets punched in the face after uh, Way of the Gun bar fight? Yes, Way of the Gun. <laughs> Now here he is, just getting more information. There's like a young Gina Gershon as the hooker. This is how Rosalind oh, was he asking a great her detective. about a karaoke machine. I hope so. Yes. And she goes, "I don't give a shit about your karaoke machine." I was like, "Wait, he brought that up? Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna ask about a gift, talk about the pony." Jeez. His, his improv skills aren't the best here. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, plans coming to fruition. He wants to talk to the pimp. I feel like we have some really strong female characters in this movie, guys. <laughs> White. I'm White. totally kidding. <laughs> Hookers but, and kidnapped daughters. It's but, taken. By the you take it. By the way, do you, do you remember French Kevin Spacey and Le Bas is Horrible and Le Bas is Horrible Part 2? He's in Part 2? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. French Kevin Spacey, yes. Wait, who's... Oh, uh, Colin Farrell's not because he gets killed. Spoilers for hor the horrible bosses. <laughs> bosses But yeah. 
So now he's telling this translator exactly all the secrets that he just clandestinely did to this guy. Put a tra- put a transmitter on him, a bug, and he's like, "Don't tell anybody, guy. I trust you." <laughs> well, he, once he gets to. I don't, actually, I don't know. Like, basically, anytime he's not talking to his daughter, everything he says is like straight and to the point and like slightly aggressive. <laughs> he, he he channeled his own uh, CIA background. <laughs> well, it's just he's talking to the translator. It's like, be specific. What are they saying now? Tell me. This isn't my first rodeo. <laughs> he's listening to them with his eyes closed. That means he's concentrating really, really hard. Like, how do you think he orders food at the restaurant? It's like, I want the salmon, no eggs. If there are eggs in there. I will find you. Bagel, cream cheese, no locks, everything else. Everything. Like Capers? Two per- milk, 2%. Do not. <laughs> not, cream on the not 1%. Cool glass, no ice. If you make it 1%, we're going to have to go outside, and you won't like what I have for you. <laughs> Bad cop. What's weird is I think he was rehearsing for that role in Love Actually, talking to his son. Yes. Okay, yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. So now the pimps are checking out his car. Oh, this is already the uh yeah, they've, they've come to the, the set car of, chase scenes. They, they've come to the set of Jack Reacher to do this scene. Yeah, like, that's you know, by the way, Jack Reacher's getting another movie, which I'm really happy is it? about. What? With I Tom Cruise and Joe? With Tom Cruise. It's not gonna be directed by uh, Chris McQuarrie because he's busy directing Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Five. Impossible, <laughs> right. Now coming but, this summer. I just watched bits of Jack Reacher because it's on uh, Netflix and it's also on uh, Amazon, and it's it's a fun movie. I know people kind of panned it, but I think Aaron and I we it did uh, get panned. No, it's, it's the, the only just, it, it's the only movie worth watching. Jai Courtney in. <laughs> <laughs> How sad because it's kind of true. No way, I Frankenstein. <laughs> Jack Reacher didn't get panned it just didn't do great box office which is why it's like okay you got I, I, didn't it do solid box office though? it did, it did like, solid but it didn't do like it didn't do Tom Cruise box office I guess is the way to say it which you shouldn't really expect when he's earthbound and regular for the most part compared to Mission a few Impossible. good men style a few yeah. Good, yeah the firm style the firm style right it did 80 million so, domestic and I think it did like if I let me guess 120 Maybe worldwide. Let's see. We'll so up. now he's looking for his daughter's coat, or is he looking for? Uh, I forget why he he was led here. On the dot, nearly one thirty-eight worldwide. So two two eighteen worldwide for Jack. For Reacher. Jack Reacher, yeah, no, not bad. Well, not bad. I mean, but it, I mean, Tom Cruise right makes a certain amount of money in his movies, and that's not a high one compared. compared so now here he is looking for the uh, bedazzled jacket. <laughs> And uh, he thinks he sees it, and then uh, he realizes that it's not her. No, he it, it is the jacket. Oh, it is, but that's not his daughter. Yeah, but He's so like, many girls have that jacket. No, pretty much. It is no that jacket is not styling. Nisa knew it. No one has this jacket. Nisa goes. There's only one person that would wear this. I thought that was the girl. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the action's like over almost. Like it's all right. What a sad place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's in the middle of Jack Reacher's filming set, and they're like <laughs> harboring girls here, and they're separated yeah. by like sheets. They're separated by the laundry of the day. That's how the rooms like, are separated. Who goes there? They're like stoked. <laughs> you know who goes there? <laughs> I like to think that the people that got rejected from the eyes wide shut party go to this party. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wait, hold on. Did a girl just get shot in the chest? Probably. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> this is blowing my mind. This is ridiculous. I love that Kevin hasn't seen this movie. That's. that's... I haven't. No, this is like, and it's even better because of you guys. Oh. Yeah, this is like an honest reaction. Yeah. <laughs> now we get to this car chase. I think this cool. is like Liam Neeson. I think drives around this building like three times that keep knocking over gas barrels. <laughs> like... um, because everything shot. he has is a weapon. He has skills. Cool guys don't look at explosions. That's why he didn't look back. <laughs> exactly why he didn't look back. Act like you've been there. there. Act like you've been there. Act like you've been there. I mean, he could have been there back in, like, Uganda with his buddies, right? So, yeah, you know, he's been there. How easy is it for Liam Neeson to do a scene like this, you think, where he just has to turn his head intensely? <laughs> I don't know. He looks intense, so pretty easy. <laughs> you, know? uh, you look at all, like, the fancy editing going on with this car, and I never once think that Liam Neeson is driving a car like this. <laughs> wonder, like, I, I buy Matt Damon doing it when in the, in the board movie. Like, I see it's like, yeah, oh, he's, oh. he's bossing around that Mini Cooper, that taxi cab. But in Taken, I'm like, yeah, no, he's he's not there. Like, that's not a thing I'm thinking about. Oh, my God. The Statham, the transporter, he's definitely in those cars. Like, he shot it himself. Uh, but, um, Neeson, <laughs> no, no, I don't think that. That's Liam Neeson's future wife. <laughs> <laughs> I saved you, you're my wife. <laughs> I think that's neat. Oh, it's a fun story. I wish that's I hope that's how the Taken T V series goes, where he saves another girl from captivity every week and becomes his wife. <laughs> yeah. and then she gets murdered the next week and his daughter gets taken again. It's like a groundhog day of Taken movies. That's what Take, the TV show Taken is. the Utah Adventures. Yeah, Mormonism. He just looks at her and the only thing he says is you're my wife. <laughs> you're my wife. <laughs> So it's un there's elements of unknown in it. <laughs> I like this. I like that it's now a Groundhog's Day idea. So it's live, die, repeat. We've taken we've taken Neeson as his new name is. Taken Neeson. Taken Neeson. <laughs> one, of my one of my favorite reviews for Taken Three was from um, Drew McWeenie from Hitflix.com. His opening line is "Serial killer John Taken is back," which made me laugh <laughs> so much. <laughs> John Taken. That's that's what he named him. He renamed him. Oh my god! He just Whoa. yeah. Those guys are dead. That's a way to die. Oh my god! He doesn't even need to pull over and make sure they're they're gone. I love that. He just no, drives he, he sure. through a thing. Okay. He honked too the... to warn. Him. I mean, he had to be polite. It's yeah. better than the Terminator saying like "I'll be back" and then just killing that cop. Yeah, Neeson's not one for like one-liners. He's he's just too he's, he's too good for this. Or stopping at red lights. That's bullshit. No, not when you're getting tailed. And he flips. I forgot he flips the guy off. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <that's true. laughs> Remember uh, French Kevin Spacey and Francois Claus. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Fred Claus. Oh. Divorce. Yeah. Dang it. Don't say divorce. <laughs> we don't talk about a relationship on over the internet. I think I'm just kidding. We're fine, guys. No, I think that's not. the second time Kevin Spacey smiled in this movie right then. Just by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So the plot grows thicker. Liam Neeson needs more answers. John Taken, you mean, of course. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> there is an industrial nature to his his met. He like, yeah, hangers and what? I'll make an IV. Good, good to go. Got to go. Now, wait, where did that? Where did the IV come from? He made. He made it. He made it. He's a. He's a secret agent. He where did he get all these syringes and and? Caitlin, you yeah. might not have heard because we're doing this commentary, but he has a particular set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you not seen uh, No Country for Old Men? He just robbed a uh, pharmacy and blew up the car in front of it. To yeah, I saw explosions, so that definitely happened. Yeah. You know, I I found hilarious when Taken Two came out. Yeah. And they they made a hard like push during like NFL games. For it, and it was it was great to hear like announcers try to like talk about the movie because they're like their line was like the man with an incredibly unique set of skills is back, and they kept having to say man with incredible. It was hilarious. <laughs> By the like, way, Taken Two put a ton of money into like NFL games, so they would mention it like multiple times because they know during, where it's at. Like, which is hilarious that the audience for a movie like this is essentially the American Sniper audience, where it's. You know, people that people want to see this kind of gruff, Irish tall guy beat up people. That's that's the kind of appeal for like for men. He looks like he's gonna cry this whole movie. Like even in the beginning of it, he just looks so. He just knew it was gonna be a bad day. He looks like it's a combination of like yeah, it's a combination of he wants to cry because of his wife dying in Love Actually and real life. And, <laughs> oh, I mean, that, I mean, and like and like sleepiness that he's that he's calling from like the first season of Twenty Four of Keith Sutherland. Like he's he's pulling those two things to make this performance work. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's very sad that Liam Neeson lost his life in real life. I'm not overlooking that fact. That was actually really horrible to read about. Wait, yeah, did he actually? actually uh, yeah, yeah, he was, did. What's yeah, name? Yeah. Uh, Natasha, Natasha, Natasha Richardson. Richardson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that during the was, uh, the gray actually. Yeah, and was how... a, yeah, we did because of well, let me get that. We'll get back to that. It was a skiing accident. She uh, she died in. Oh, no, I'm really sad. She had, like, a concussion, I believe, and, like, then, like, yeah. like, like a brain aneurysm or something, like, came from it or out of it. It was, a, like, late onset, but you yeah. should always just get yourself checked out if you if you have an accident when you're skiing or when you hit your head. It was Yeah, it was quite unfortunate. It was fluid buildup. It was really sad, but, yeah, that's part of what made the gray, his performance in the gray, which I regard as one of his top three It's very good. I think, yeah. I, 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 I go to that level. I think it's as good as Schindler with what he's doing in that movie. But it, it calls into question, given that that movie happens, you know, at, several years after the, you know, the unfortunate death of his wife, that he's pulling in this performance about his wife who has cancer that's dying, that's dead at this point in that movie, yeah. and where he's drawing from, or he he's literally like shouting at God, and it's like yeah, well, that was some, a very powerful yeah, scene. It, there's some powerful stuff going on there, which I, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he's calling in from you know real emotion that he's going through. Oh, tough life. By the I, that way, was sarcastic. No, but... yeah, I, no, I, I believe you. I understand. Yeah, I mean, it is tragic. <laughs> By the way, I, I do like French Kevin Spacey as the voice of Gertie in Luna. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Kevin Spacey looks at him and just gets mad? <laughs> <laughs> I think he watches. T- I think he watches Taken on on like on FX or TNT or whatever. And yeah. Like, Wait, was I in that? That's what I think. Yes. <laughs> does, does this guy do parties? He does. He does Orlando Jones double takes. <laughs> He's like, I'm jealous of his teeth. <laughs> That's a, that was a deep cut. <laughs> Orlando Jones double takes. <laughs> hey, there's that person I saved. <laughs> Wife. 
my new wife. She looks just like Lenny, but younger. She's like a dog. But younger. Running outside. I'll find her. For being, you know, drugged out and, you know, used for sex all day, she woke up looking pretty alright. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we don't know how long she was there. Thanks, Abe. You're right. If she only had moderate drugs in her, she probably wouldn't look as, you know, good. I mean, the, the French guy probably just told him to pick her up, like, right away. This is, like, why women are afraid. <laughs> because Liam Neeson will wake you up you and, and ask you about jackets. <laughs> Where did you get this jacket? Put it on. No. Dance for me. Dance for me. <laughs> He's like a more aggressive version of Arnold Schwarzenegger in True Lies. <laughs> Without dropping that tape recorder. Or the voice change box. That was a tape recorder. You didn't have no voice change. Was it a tape recorder? It was a tape recorder, yeah. He had to, like, remember, like, she asked him a question again. He had to rewind the tape and play it. God, True Lies is so good. Where's that Blu-ray? Exactly. Fox. As we're talking about this Fox movie. Where's that? No, it's not Fox holding it back. It's Jimmy Cam. It's somebody. It's some somebody who's too busy working on Avatar four, seven, and nine. Jimmy Cam's. Yep, that's the holdup. He has like oh, his home video. Like he has like personal involvement and say on like everything. Here's the cast of uh, European child molesters in this whole. It's <laughs> oh <my. laughs> <laughs> like my nightmare. The cast of European child, child European child molesters is a popular TV series, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. That's not true. I made that up. Yeah, I'll see. see after dark. <laughs> and I was just going to DVR it. <laughs> I like that he put a suit on. He still has his, like, taken jacket on. And his, I like, colors flipped in the back. Yeah. It's, 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 like, it's like Superman, like, not fully tucking in the suit while he turns into Clark Kent. Or the cape. Like, the cape's kind of out. But it's like, the, the only jacket that he out. has. It's the only jacket he brought to Europe. He I, didn't realize it was like so the, cold. Like, he put on the jacket because, you know, you need a jacket. But underneath, it's like, here's my disguise. Underneath my costume. It's, he pulls off the, the tie, and there's a, the gray sweater under there. And they're like, oh, crap! I wish, he did his nat- I wish he did his natural accent for this disguise performance. Wouldn't that be fun? Mills! Even yeah. though his, his actual Scott Irish accent isn't much different from his American accent. Like, it, it's pretty well-honed at this point, it seems. It just has, like, slight inflections on the end of his sentences. It's when he mentions his lucky charms and whatnot. <laughs> charms! All these guys are hot. <laughs> right. That's what you get when you get the cast of European child molesters. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Oh, I hope that didn't hurt anybody's feelings, though. All these actors want to listen to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a taking commentary, guys. Let's get the popcorn and listen to it. <laughs> Wait, let's, let's fast forward to our scene. Get to an hour in. <laughs> Her scene's coming, guys. Child molesters, what? This is the casting call, like, you know, male, mid-30s to 40s. <laughs> Must have Child facial hair. molester-looking... I love I love these kind of scenes where it involves like groups of guys that are going to get beat up, so they're cast as like the people that are obviously stuntmen, but they're like required to act. Like, but you look at those like group, it's like these guys would like never hang out and like be these people. <laughs> but here they are. <laughs> we don't know that. I mean, what if they're really good at like bridge? I hope they are. <laughs> those two across from the table hang out. Yeah, they probably do. You're right. They probably go. To, they probably go to football games together. Football. 
Right, right, yeah. Food bowl. How does this guy look in normal life, too? How does Just he like that. <laughs> they're, they're all the reverse. The, the guys with hair are all bald. The guys with bald are all hair. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that guy's odd. That guy's odd man now. Which one, Scarface or the guy with the, 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 the ball? The uh, ball with denim. Alfalfa. That guy. Him. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Scarface maybe hangs out with him. I don't know. But French Alfalfa standing up there, he's like, I don't yeah. know what I'm doing here. French Alfalfa. He was a he was a alternate. They had a different sick guy. They had a different guy and he got sick. Is that yeah. French Alfalfa? <laughs> that's, 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 that's the second AD. Yes. <laughs> It's funny, Taken has a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not like it scored, like, super big with critics. Yeah. What's Taken 2? Probably. 75? 75, yes. 90%? <laughs> Taken 3 is, like, 11, right? Taken 3 is, like, 11. Taken 2, I think, is, like, 20s. <laughs> if that. Let me see. Let me find it. Where is it? Taken 2. Here we go. Right after I, Space I, Jail. Something here. I missed it. 21% for Taken 2. He's what's interrogating the, what's these guys. the audience on Taken 2? What? What's the audience on Taken 2? Like box office? The audience score. Audience. Oh, audience score. I'm not on Rotten Tomatoes. I was looking at Wikipedia. Okay. What's happening here is that he's he's interrogating all the guys and figuring out, making sure that this is the person that Kim described and this is like the group of them because he has like a tattoo. One of the guys has a tattoo that she described on his hand. Yeah, the moon and the star. Okay, yeah. I get it. And he listened yeah, to his she, voice over yeah, and over again, jerked off to it a few times. Right. So he really has it ingrained <laughs> in his mind. <laughs> so I knew it. I want this ex- exact movie, but with Paddington. <laughs> Oh, as Neeson? Can we say like that as that's Neeson, or should Paddington movie? be the hostage and Hugh Bonneville be Liam Neeson? <laughs> I kind of watch that movie too. I I kind of watch Hugh Bonneville in most things. I don't I don't even watch Downtown Abbey. <laughs> I, mean, oh, I feel like I like Downtown Abbey, but I don't watch Downtown Abbey. So I I, I but I do like Hugh Bonneville. He was one what? of the highlights of the Monuments. Particular man. set of fluff. It, it was nice they took a break from downtown Abbey to do the Monument Man with George Clooney. Oh! Who gets shot in the neck? <laughs> Did you see that? See, look at his knees. Everybody. It doesn't take any prisoners. It's not about, like, I'm going to beat up these guys, but let them live. It's no, I'm going to kill all of them. He's <laughs> in the back, and he's like, the neck. <laughs> the base <laughs> of the neck. <laughs> it's all very efficient, and I like it. This is uh, part of my anticipation for this movie, beyond seeing the trailer, is that it's directed by Pierre Morel. And I know him from District B-13. Oh yeah, which I love. That is my near the top of my favorite um, Luke Besson produced action movies, and it's like I don't know if parkour is still cool, but it was definitely cool during District B thirteen. <laughs> and but that movie, it that movie's like eighty minutes, and it's very lean. It's very to the point, much like this. This one's quick too. Yeah. This one, yeah, and that's something I I look forward to in his movies. I wish From Paris with Love was better, but at the same time, it's still a very short movie. Is, is so. Paris with Love fun? It's fun. Oh, it, dead. It's yeah. It's fun. It's fun. It's not great. Um, I main, I attribute that mainly to Jonathan Rhys Meyers being just not very charismatic at all. Oh, bummer. In that role, he's I know he's good on what the tutors, uh, but um, he's just kind of annoying in comparison to John Travolta is like I'm channeling my character from Tele- Taken from Pelham One Two Three. Oh my god. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That's why Taken works and the Equalizer doesn't. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> because the Equalizer has. It expands everything and because everything seems to be very important in that movie, while this movie's like, no, let's strip everything down to the basics and get it done. Yeah. This is where Liam Neeson tortures Jason Manzoukas. <laughs> <laughs> right in my effing legs. 
And now we are watching the extended cut where he, you know, stabs him in the legs of these things. I believe in the – what's it in the regular cut? He just kind of clamps something on him or something like that, right? I thought in the, in the other one he also – they also showed a stabby stab. He stabs him in the crotch and then, in the, uh, the oh. 13 version. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what's, he do, no, what's he doing the – the regular ver- like the 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 PG thirteen oh, cut. He I don't think he stabs him in the legs. I think he does something different. Let me see if I find. Let me find it here. I think he leaves the he leaves the switch on in both versions. I think that holds up. But yeah, I think the torture is less harsh in, in the PG thirteen version versus this one. You realize that we're about two thirds of the way done with this movie. Yeah, it flies. It's, it's yeah, it's very. He gets his information like. He's only got to go to a couple sources, and I mean, they they know he's not messing around. One hooker leads him all the way, <laughs> and some French guy in a, in a beige jacket who's now dead. Yeah, they don't really hide their tracks well, I guess, because they didn't anticipate Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, it's just trimmed, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't stab him in the legs. It's like another like way they portray it. But I mean. <laughs> this scene is hardcore, though. <laughs> it again shows how serious he is. But trying to yeah, this movie is more pro torture than Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> He's asking him a few questions. Yeah. Where did you go and get that jacket of yours? It's really nice. You think part of, part of Liam Neeson when he's like, she was virgin. He's like, oh, okay. That, that's a plus. He was re- he was relieved. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> how did they know she was a virgin? Magnified oh, you could know. I don't know. Well, what they like? They no. asked her. They actually asked her. <laughs> they asked her. They took her word. Are you, by the way, by chance, because you're going to get more money if you have you ever Have you ever I, seen one of these? I, I already feel like we've brushed some of our audience wrong with the whole <laughs> uh, special needs style special thing. So I don't think thing. we need to go any further into how they know that she's a virgin. <laughs> pretty pretty certain they, yeah, we're not going to. I, I feel like they just asked her and she said yes. And then that's it. That's that. Right. So yeah. Well, right. friends would say yes. Yeah, but moving on. <laughs> What did they? Like, yes. I have a pony. Okay, yeah, she's a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pony. I missed my pony back home and my mommy. That's how they know pony. that she's a virgin, because she's got a pony. Him leaving the switch on is, like, the most badass thing he does in this movie, by the way. It's like, damn. Neeson, don't take no prisoners. Like how he's uh, carrying a, a baguette. What if he just hung it on the coat rack? <laughs> a baguette? He's getting a baguette? Of course he's carrying a baguette. All French people do, right? Jean-Claude, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Jean-Claude. This is the scene in the movie where I feel like I and the audience was like, oh, it's one of these kinds of movies. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for Caitlin yet, so I'm going to I'm gonna let that play. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, this is the scene where Liam Neeson shoots both children in the face. That's not what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Oh, are they going to be super French right now? Is that what we're about to see? They're actually going to go eat some we'll uh, chocolate we'll and have some, uh, you know, croissants. Croissants? Yeah. I mean, the only super French thing is that he's going to tell them to eat carrots. Yeah, this scene actually reminds me of French Kevin Spacey's role in Casino Jacques. <laughs> That's what he says there. He goes, oh, <laughs> 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 Oh, 
So yeah, b- b- there's boiling tension here because Liam Neeson knows something, and <laughs> he doesn't know what he knows. Ooh, he just said Rupert D. Hey, Mr. Bacon. I call him Mr. Nervous. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like in any other movie, this would be like a big third act twist that would yeah. that would be overplayed, and there'd be like a lot of cat and mouse. Here, it's just Neeson finds out something, and the next scene, he's at that person's place to talk to him about it. Or, or it could be a scene like after the climax where you have like a little bit more left and yeah, yeah, that goes too. after yeah. the guy. Yeah, get like everybody else involved, like the equalizer, <laughs> 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 where everyone's already dead, but there's still more scenes to go. Yeah, that was after what the 15 minute mark. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> the crazy thing about this scene is that I really like the wife. She, she's made to be like she, impossibly she's so, nice. Yeah. It's not. She's not just like content. She's the most. She's like the nicest person in this entire movie. She asks him if he wants carrots. Genuinely. Super so strong is, lady. Yeah, this is a this is a predator scene where it's basically you know they're arm wrestling. And he like, does it right away. That's the crazy part. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Oh snap. Oh, my God. Nobody has a good in this. He it's does, just a flesh wound, Caitlin. He doesn't even threaten her with it. He just shoots her in the arm. He just shoots her. I like how the guy's just like, are you crazy? It's like, yes, pretty much. Yeah, Saint but he didn't do it. No, no, I'm, no. Not, I'm not saying he was right to do that, but at the same time, it's like, oh, that's, he, wow. He, this is the extent to which he would go. His password was un, deux, trois. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's also my password. Oh, my luggage. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a huge like look that Rick Moranis gives to George Sanders in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Spaceballs. idiot would have uh, this competition? Now, this that is where... Really, really ugly dude that was in, what, 10,000 BC? Yeah. One of them. He was like the leader of the ugly dudes in 10,000 BC. Lead ugly dude in 10,000 BC. Yes. That's a movie that exists. <laughs> it happened. Oh my god, 10,000 BC. I saw that in college. <laughs> Don't miss so that. So here's Liam just like being cool at a party with all these uh, very rich, rich folks who apparently all know that there's like a sex ring. Do they I all so? I feel like everyone in this place knows that there's a there's a, like a kitty sex ring underground. In this place. Like, oh, my my husband, he's down there. Yeah, he's he's bidding on he's, a virgin. He's busy bidding on virgins. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna take her home first, then we'll then we'll put her in the shop. In the shop. Ten thousand BC. God. Like, if you think that like Emmerich's Godzilla's bad, or if you like unrightfully hate on White House Down, watch Ten Thousand BC. That's what a bad movie looks like. Oh gosh. <laughs> Oh my lord! Don't make fun of that. <laughs> my lord! <laughs> what he's gonna do? Now there's like a secret elevator, which makes sense, right? Because you can't just know the secret password, which is New England clam chowder, rather the white. East Ventura is just hanging out. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's looking for he's looking for a bottlenosed dolphin. <laughs> he shoots that guy. 
Yeah, I'll take Actually, a virgin. <laughs> they're, they're, they're stretched out Steven Seagal. No, it's the ugly dude from 10,000 BC. <laughs> He's played by stretched out Steven Seagal, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Steven Seagal in a black face? Uh, That's uh, not very nice, Steven Seagal. But he's always trying to save in the Indians and the Native Americans and whoever else gets in his way. This is a this is like a this is like the beginning of uh, Enemy. Who saw Enemy? Jake Gyllenhaal. I did I'm not. not yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Jordan, yeah, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's the beginning of Enemy. I mean, honestly, see Enemy. By the what way, guys, what are you doing? Here? What are we doing here, guys? Like, so what happens here? You're there with your wife or your spouse or whatever, and then all of a sudden you just show up with another female or. or you know, I mean, I, I personally have never gone to one of these because I'm not rich. It's like the draft, <laughs> but for future hookers. It's like the draft. Like, yeah, unassuming women that have been drugged up, but they're getting drafted. It, with the first it pick is. in the. It's, no. like, it's like hostile without the maiming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the maiming. I have to go pop some cherries. This is hostile with a good double feature. <laughs> This and this and Hostel would be a good double feature, except this movie's you know and very xenophobic and Hostel's a social commentary. Speaks English, some French. Now it makes the movie all the sadder, given all my talk about her possibly being a special needs child. When you realize <laughs> what's actually going on with her in this part of the film, it's like this is horrible. This makes it more dramatic, much more dramatic. We all want to wear that outfit, guys. Don't don't, don't deny. They're wearing it now. Kind of just they just looked at Princess Leia and they're like, "What can we do to also to make this worse?" This? <laughs> yeah. My daughter now. I mean, he would have known that it was her earlier if she was wearing her bedazzled jacket from the back, right? <laughs> so all this will make you feel better. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she probably got her hands on another bedazzler and made that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that they're bidding on her because they get to learn bedazzling skills. Fire! Dude, she's not even that hot, okay? She's a bedazzler. Yeah, she's got other skills. Maggie Grace is worth a half a million dollars. Or, yeah. or euros or francs. Euro, or yeah, that's true. Something. She's, she's That's a million that. dollars. Do you want Republic credits? Republic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Taken, failed. What happened Insert to more coins. life? <laughs> she's back home. Oh. Yeah, she's Looks not like I took you, Mr. Mills. <laughs> <laughs> I like that there's not even, like, an attempt to expand on who these enemy characters are. It's just like, yeah, they're, they're bad. Look, he has a tuxedo no, and he's talking yeah. down to him. So there you go. And by talking down, I mean talking up, because Liam Neeson's a tall guy. He's 6'4". Like, six, six, yeah. <laughs> he was going to play Abraham Lincoln. Do you ever wonder how things could have been different if instead of doing Taken, he did Spielberg, like, Spielberg's Lincoln took off instead? That would have been... Like, you know what I'm saying? Because they're supposed to make that movie probably around the time this movie came around out. Around this time, Right? Yeah. So, like, instead of doing all of these action movies, he could have, like, won an Oscar for being Lincoln. Because how long did it take Lincoln to get finished? It was, like, a decade or something right there. Lincoln right? was in production for, like, a long time. Like, Tom yeah. Hanks has it for a while, and then it was Liam Neeson for a while, and yeah, then obviously it went to Daniel Day-Lewis. We did a very good job. But, like, it would have been a completely different portrayal of Lincoln. 
Yeah, yeah cuz he'd be he'd be fighting vampires and stuff. Yeah, really true. fast hits. I mean, well, that was the other guy. But, that was the stage guy. But I mean, I think when Liam Neeson was attached to Lincoln, it was during this time this movie had come out and like it probably elapsed a little after this movie. So it's like there could have been there could be an alternate reality where, you know, sliding door style of Gwyneth Paltrow where sliding door style <laughs> where Liam Neeson doesn't do action movies and instead does prestige dramas. So here comes Liam Neeson doing his best commando impersonation because he's going to try and kill Bennett with the uh, steam pipe. <laughs> and, you know, have him cool off. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I said I'd oh, kill you last? I lied. I lied. <laughs> That's where Schwarzenegger came out to play. Oh, God. Bennett! <laughs> that, is, that is not a good way to live. <laughs> no. What, how'd you die? I was smashed in the face five times by Liam Neeson with a fire With a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Irreversible style. Yeah. I got I got cancelled. <laughs> so he hears a gunshot, and the guy's like, all right, well, you know, can you go tell those guys to like calm down because I thought it was going to be quiet. And he's like, hmm. He doesn't suspect anything is wrong at all. Until it's too late. Oh, dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Man, I just did my hair tonight. You guys it's kill like... that dude yet? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Hey, uh, I don't have the M&Ms anymore. I'm not looking for M&Ms. I'm looking for Skittles. <laughs> just keep shooting them. This is crazy. <laughs> Where's the piece of resistance? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I wanted every still shot of Liam Neeson pointing again at the camera to say, where's the piece of resistance? <laughs> Only like Dr. No Bond kills him too. He shoots him like four times in the chest. Just unloads, Ooh. man. I mean, honestly, that guy deserved it. I want someone to be like, not again! <laughs> Why is it that whenever we come to this house... <laughs> It's always a dead body in the freight elevator. Don't you guys dare nominate me as successor. Don't you dare. Here's, here's another scene where it could be like we could wait till the next day or something like that, and then he gets on the boat or something. No, he just, from that scene, he exits, runs across the street, and now we're at the next scene where he gets to the well, boat. He's, like, I mean, his daughter's on the movie. He's got to go. He can't wait till tomorrow to I, get some snacks. I, I mean, the movie's it's about efficiency. It plays yeah. it plays a lot like like Born Supremacy, if anything, that which is the most the leanest of the of the Born pictures. And like in question for you, like, yeah. So Liam Neeson is running right now. It looks like he's actually really running. Does it not look like that in Taken Three? No, because you see long shots of him running. In Taken Three, there's a shot. There's a shot cut more than like Michael Bay and Armageddon. Like there's a cut every like every mm-hmm. like three milliseconds. Like that's how yeah. crazy cut it is. It's like Tony Scott's. It's it's less Luke Besson's predecessor, more a predecessor or a protege of Tony Scott. This bit kind of reminds me of French possible. Connection 2's finale. Yeah, yeah. I never thought of that till now. Boat on the Riviera. Oh. Well, just yeah, the French setting and the way it's, the way it kind of dives headfirst into the action. In the he just kills like a guy out for a smoke. He deserved it. He was selling drugs to children. <laughs> that guy was just like he's like he's the uh, the no, dealer. That's, that's the that's the car that drove away from him. <laughs> I know, I know. He was he's just trying to sell those guys an Audi. He's that's a good to make point, Brandon. Living. Though, yeah, French Connection Two, which is underrated by the way. Oh, totally, totally. French Connection Two is a solid sequel. It is not. I mean, it's the kind of movie where it's like you can't expect it to be a classic like French Connection, but at the same time, it's a solid movie. It is. Gene Hackman's he's, he's just as good in that movie as he is in the first one. 
And it's got great moments too. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly underappreciated. Yeah, that movie, like that whole scene of him having to get over the drugs, like he's he's forced to do heroin at one point in that movie, and he has a whole sequence of him trying to like cut it cold turkey. It's pretty incredible to watch Gene Hackman act in that scene. Does he just he, he, was, he was he was taken in that movie. He, he was, was taken in that movie. He yeah exactly he was taken. <laughs> yeah, and then he but he has to quit cold turkey, so he locks him off and he pulls a new he pulls an Ewan McGregor and locks him off in a room. He just... Yeah, sure. like, he has these monologues. It's just crazy how like intense he is in those scenes. He doesn't jump the car, right? I haven't seen this movie in a while. He, he, he jumps <laughs> no, no, no. That that's transporter. That's transporter. <laughs> it's Starsky and Hutch. It's too fast, too furious. It's probably one of the Smokey and the Bat. It's, it's, like, it's, it's a lot of these movies. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, uh, Dad, I uh, I got you your Oreos and cookies. Here's hedonism. Java Nova. <laughs> 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 what, what's Jabba's little assistant that's really annoying? Um, Sir, Salacious, Salacious Crumb. Crumb yeah. I'm glad both of us knew that uh, <laughs> like right away. <laughs> <laughs> Salacious Crumb. Uh, a toy that never took off the way it should have. <laughs> Everyone should have a Salacious Crumb toy on their bed. <laughs> that like winds up. Maybe, maybe JJ will bring to your it back. Bed. Maybe JJ will bring it back. <laughs> Salacious Crumb's ancestors, or his, his grandsons. The other thing I like be the, that'll be the plot of the spinoff movie, Salacious Crumb's Adventures. Salacious. The other thing I like about this movie is they take into account all the bodily uh, harm that he's, you know, taken on his own body. So he's limping, he's got, you know, holding yeah. his side. He's doing its best to make him feel like he's affected by the stuff he's doing. Yeah. This guy just bought three women. That's like over a million dollars. And he <laughs> didn't want to bid more than a half a million on Maggie Grace? Like he, he acts... If Kerwood Smith was in this movie, that part would have been bitches leave. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, Neeson, he acts tired. He does He does seem... Like, if there's one thing that the raid doesn't quite do as much as it could is have them act tired in yeah. that movie. Like because they should be a little more tired than they are in the raid. This is uh, they, they get charged the up for every uh, fight. I guess so. Yeah, they they were like they're like speedily tapping their controller to tap them up to get the special mode. <laughs> but yeah, Neeson's doing. I mean, and it helps because he's you know he's Liam Neeson. He's an older man as opposed to you know virile people in the, in the raid movies. But still, he does act tired. Oh jeez, <laughs> Neeson. Yeah, he's he gives zero fucks. <laughs> Eyeliner boy. Yeah. Um, guys, is the radio working? Yeah, that's French right. Nestor Carbonal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that he did the peekaboo on that guy too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did the peekaboo. <laughs> no one in this mask. Yes, is there is bullet shot. Scene. A lot of jumping in this finale with these. Yeah. <laughs> My leg. My heads. <laughs> Uh, what's going on outside? Uh, pizza's late. There's Amazing that he doesn't right get now. shot. <laughs> yeah, need, I mean, he's tired, but he does have, like, an Ip Man sense of living, where he doesn't really take any hits very often. Yeah, <laughs> an goes. Ip Man sense of living. Oh, look at, like, the first <laughs> Ip Man movie with Donnie Yen. He is, like, un he, like, gets hit once in that movie. <laughs> I mean, because he's so good. And it's more I mean, that I think he's, like, shot or, like, sta like something like something unfair happens to him. He also That's like, takes on, like, ten dudes from uh, who, who studied karate. Yeah, but none of them none of them hit him. That's true, yeah. <laughs> it's not until the end when he's, like, forced to, when it become when he goes to life is beautiful mode and he's, like, you know, in World War II. And, like, bad things then happen. 
I refer to Ip Man as the Life is Beautiful of martial arts movies, by the way. He just, like, punched that guy <laughs> twice in the ribs and probably broke six of them. I know, it kind of looked like a dance move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like if they scored this to jazz music, it'd probably be even better. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I also just realized that at the end of the movie, which we'll get to in, like, ten minutes, what happens to the other girls? I just realized that there are three women on the boat. All of his wives. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson just saved all of them, huh? They wow. don't matter. In terms of people that get like beat up in this movie, this guy got it pretty bad with the cut glass in multiple parts of his body. Yeah. Well, he also deserved well, it. Well, the fire extinguisher face—that's pretty horrible. But then we got like we have electrocution to death guy, so that sucks. I mean, nobody's gonna find that guy until the bar goes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did he know that that was his daughter, the one that he's looking for? Because, again, there's two other women that I didn't notice until people now. don't come chasing across the country for non-virgins. Actually, maybe maybe that scene where there's two other women was cut, because I, I really don't remember that scene at all. I, I love that finale, by the way. Just, yeah, like, there's no drawn-out thing. He yeah. just waits for him to like, drop his guard for, like, half a second, then he shoots him in the face. It reminds me of John Wick when exactly. he finally gets yeah. the... When he, yeah. when he gets the sign, he's like, there's nothing that he says. It's just like, I came to kill you, and I did. Best movie ever. John Wick is fantastic. Very, yeah, very so great, entertaining. I like that, but I can I'm watch never that. going to Europe again, Dad. <laughs> but I like John Wick more than Taken, and it's because it creates a universe. Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. This movie, like as fun as it is, because of really the fun's from Lee Neeson. I mean, let's not make yeah. any butts about it. There's no, there's nothing else about this movie that makes it stand out beyond the presence of Lee Neeson it's, in the it's, scenes. It's tight. It's like easy, quick, uh, quick. Quick kill, just. I mean, that's what this one does. I mean, there's nothing about it. it's like, oh, it was a, you know, it's it's fun, it's good, but w- what else is it other than just action? Yeah, you know, there's nothing, well-oiled. there's nothing innovative about the action scenes in it. Yeah, it's, it's a well-oiled machine it's, in terms of yeah. operating on the basic of plot levels to you know get get a guy into action sequences. John Wick creates a universe. Like you get a you get a you get the assassin hotel and you get a, a, a Yeah, that assassin hotel is very good. You get currency that only they use and dialogue that's kind of, you know, it has some touches to it given that they're, you know, stuntmen doing first-time directing writing jobs on a film. Like there's yeah. there's stuff there and the actors are, you know, Besides Neeson in this movie, I mean the actors in John Wick are better. I mean you have you have Willem Dafoe and, and you have John Leguizamo, uh, John Leguizamo and, and Ian McShane. Ian McShane. Ian McShane does a very good. Job. Adrian Palicki, yeah. I think, is solid in that movie. Uh, you, you got two you guys have, from The Wire. You have uh, you know, Lance you have Reddick, Swedish yeah. Daniel Craig. You have, yeah, you have Swedish Daniel Swedish Craig. <laughs> um, and you and Keanu Reeves does a great job in that movie. It's the kind of movie good. that works for what he's capable of as an actor. And I generally regard him as a good actor in the movies that you know work best for his type, which yeah. is oh, basically yeah. underplaying it. You know well, who else is they good? Use that, they use that. Um, yeah, Bridget Moynihan. Oh yeah, like two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. They they use that um, those action scene choreographers or whatever. They're really upcoming, pretty good guy, pretty awesome. I forget what their name is. In John Wick. Yeah, the it's, you get a lot of unique gunfights in there too that yeah. make it stand out. Like it's not like. I mean, it's not Raid good, I get, by default, just because yeah. the Raid does things. But, I mean, in terms of when you have stuntmen directing a movie and, you know, have a level of confidence that others don't, what's the, um, what's the stuntman on Indiana Jones who's done movies, who's directed movies? What am I thinking of? Uh, Brian Mills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, look this up. I don't know. Oh, my God. By the way, he's going to go visit the pop star. She lives, uh, she yeah, answered the door herself, star. which I respect a lot. 
That is what well, you he, are. He called ahead, clearly. Coming from the <laughs> He did call ahead, so that's probably why she answered the door herself, right? Oh, and boom! The that's the end, yeah. Oh, end. Piano that's music. the end. That's just the end. She's like, now I'm a singer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Vic that's, Armstrong that's... is the person I was thinking of, who's who's that's like great. the um, stunt coordinator on the Indiana Jones movies. He did oh, left, interesting. He did Left Behind last year, which is, you know, that's a movie. Wait, the Nicolas Cage movie? Yes, the wow. Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> yes. That's a really good movie. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> John Wick is a uh, Chad Stileski and David Leach. Is that the director? Those are the directors. Gotcha, yeah. And the writer's Derek Colstead. But it was like a big collaborative project between all of them. Yeah, I mean, this one actually does have a lot of resemblances to John Wick, just because John Wick is also very tight. It's also, there's not really a whole lot of dialogue per se, and then everything. I mean, if anything, the premise of John Wick it just is gets sillier. going. It's, it's even yeah. sillier. It is silly, movie, but, but it's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's handled better. I mean, yes, honestly. It's not ashamed you... of being silly, that's the thing. It's, it is. It's yeah. all about it. But like the logline is John Wick, a retired hitman seeking vengeance for the killing of his dog. That's that's that movie. This is Hey man, Liam don't Neeson's mess with John daughter Wick. gets kidnapped. Like that XCIA. He once killed three guys in a bar with a pencil, alright? Yeah, that was taken. That was taken, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm glad we didn't see Taken it. and also Taken Three. It, it would have it would yeah, and Taken Three. It would have well taken two commentary, that's its own thing. We'll do that later. It would have been nice to see, like, you know, the credits move to the left, and we see a little box of Maggie Grace singing in the karaoke machine that Liam Neeson shot for. <laughs> As, you know, a nice outtake reel. And then Liam Neeson joins into him a saxophone. Like, these are things that I want. I mean... <laughs> With shades and a fedora. It just comes... <laughs> yeah. She's, like, burning you two albums. <laughs> shades and a fedora. <laughs> It would be with or without you. That's what they were saying. How good would that be if Maggie Grace is just like, she's singing her heart out in a karaoke machine, and Liam Neeson just slides in, like, just wearing socks so it's on a wood floor. He just slides in with a saxophone, <laughs> fedora, and glasses. Terrible. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, boy. Free Duke Silver, Duke Silver. Exactly. Yeah. I was about to try to think of the name, Duke Silver. Duke Silver. <laughs> okay, so that was Love Actually. Um... <laughs> you know what's funny? There have been. Three separate Olivier's in this, or Olivier's in this credits, and none of them make it home. So he he was he was a nice fit. They're like, oh, join Club Olivier. So this movie. <laughs> yeah. So uh, taking two tomorrow. Taking two tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Record that right away. We'll get on that one. Then we will do a commentary live at the theater for Taking Three. <laughs> <laughs> Join We're us. all going to try to find show times that sync together. <laughs> if not, I don't think it'll be a big deal. We'll just run out of theater. We'll meet in the middle. We'll meet in uh, we'll meet in uh, Utah, and we'll all do it. Yes. <laughs> but you know, because getting... we are not going overseas because we will be kidnapped immediately. Getting, <laughs> getting back, I mean, before the credits end and everything, getting back to Neeson, like in his like kind of career. He's more of an action star than he is a dramatic actor. I mean, you look at like his yeah. start, and it's you know it's stuff like Excalibur. What was it? At, um, where is it? Excalibur. Uh, Excalibur. Kroll. <laughs> Delta Force. What they did one of those Dirty Harry movies, right? Uh, the Dead, Deadpool. Deadpool. Next of Kit. Dark Man. Um, and then you get to like the '90s, and yeah, you get some, you get Schindler's List, you get Rob Roy, which again is more of an action movie. You get Michael Collins, you get Liz Minnelli, Rob. But then after that, you go to like The Haunting. <laughs> the uh, haunting the star wars movies 
K-19, the Widowmaker. Gangs in New York, I mean, he's only in there for action. I mean, it's very, it's more rare that he does dramatic roles, it seems, than he does kind of genre stuff. I think he's at a point now, though. I, I don't think it was obvious then. It just yeah. sort of became it now. But I think he's at a point now where he's just like, well, if that's what people want to see me in, I'll do it. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, it must be buying him yachts and islands and what have you. <laughs> All these receipts from these movies he's doing. Yeah. How was um, the Tombstone one? Is that good? I like. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah, it's, it's a nice neo noir. It's from what's his name? Scott Frank directed it, and um, it's not as good as The Lookout. Scott Frank's first directorial feature, yeah. but it's a uh, what the best scene in A Walk Among the Tombstones, which is like the exact opposite of Taken Three, is when like a man encounters him and threatens him with a knife, and Liam Neeson turns around, and looks at him, and they get into a conversation about how you shouldn't do this because you know I'm going to beat the fuck out of you, <laughs> and, and then and he, then he proceeds to not fight him because he believes him. That's the best scene in A Walk Among the Tombstones, easily, where he doesn't have to do anything beyond talk him down from fighting, which is great, which is the exact opposite of Taken 3, where he beats up unassuming security guards for no reason. Um, I mean, they know where Lenore is. The crazy, the crazy thing about Taken 3 is that the cops that are also, like, after the like the cause of the problem are doing their jobs, and they arrive on the scenes that Liam Neeson arrives at at the exact same time. So he's basically getting in the way of solving the death of his own wife in that movie. <laughs> so with that, that's the end of Taken. That's Taken, <laughs> that's yeah. The, we the, actually, Taken the credits. credits just finished right then. Um, so I've been very happy to do this commentary with you guys, because I like talking about Taken and Liam Neeson movies and doing these commentaries, which is, and I know you guys, the fans, love doing listening to our commentaries. So uh, thank you for that. But before we all go, let's do a quick roll of where everyone can find everyone's work. Brandon Peters, where can people find more of your work online? Uh, you can find my work at whysoblue.com and my blog, Naptown Nerd, which is naptownnerd.blogspot.com, and I'm on the Twitter at btpeters. Guess what, guys? We're actually at a point where Jordan might have something to say he can be found at. What? Jordan, where can people find more of your work? Uh, Facebook. <laughs> no, just kidding. Whysoblue.com. <laughs> what? You just published what? A, you just published a review. Nice. I, I sure did. Of uh, Twilight, the extended cut. So good. It's so good. <laughs> Can't wait to read it. <laughs> They're amazing films. You can find you can find more of my work at thecodazeek.com, my personal blog, as well as whysablue.com as well. You can also find me on Twitter, at Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose, hashtag taken, one, two, three, four? Question mark? Yes. <laughs> there is, of course, all the other episodes about now out there in a day on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podomatic, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find our show. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. Tumblr. There's our email at nowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on Taken, our commentary for Taken, or just ideas for future commentaries, because yeah. you know, we like doing them. And as much as we joke, we are not serious about you know anybody who has any learning disabilities or whatever else. We're just... We're just joking. Yes, for, so, the, for those of you that stuck around to this entire thing after being possibly insulted by us, be <laughs> sure to know that we are just having having some fun with the movie and not with anyone in actual reality. Yes. <laughs> Including French Kevin Spacey. And virgins. <laughs> so, uh, thank you guys. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, guys. Jordan and Caitlin for joining oh, us. thank you. Oh, a pleasure. And um, with all that said, that's going to do it for this bonus commentary episode for Taken. So until next time, so long. And goodbye. <laughs> 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 what do you always say?